Welcome back to the Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of Newsbomb Transportation, where we explore key issues and compelling stories in the trucking industry. I'm your host, Dayton Rumbled, and you're listening to episode 104, Count Your Blessings with Jim Ravel. In this episode, we talk about ways to be thankful when it's hard to be thankful. We talk about why it's good to be thankful and how it actually changes our body and the way we look at life. So. I found this episode really helpful and I hope you do too. So please tune in to this featured exchange. Today we got Jim Ravel, Jim the man, Jim the legend. He's here. Uh, please don't say that. <laughs> hey, I am so glad to be here uh, today. Yeah. And Dayton, I am so thrilled how God has brought you uh, into this position here, yeah. Uh, so really excited for today. Right, thanks. It's a, it's a new place for me, and so if I say I'm Dayton from IT, or I'll, I might mess up a little bit. Right. Um, but I'm in marketing now. It's a little bit of a change. Um, you know, Sage paved the way, and um, oh, extraordinary job that she provided, and of course, congratulations to Joe and Sage on right. little Theodore. I know, he was just born last week. Yeah, yeah really exciting, yeah. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah, so hopefully they're doing well, and yeah. I uh, stopped by Joe to, Joe's desk today and noticed he's lacking a bit of sleep, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's Part making of, it. He's, yeah, he's getting through, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. So for people that don't know you, um, I'm sure there's some people listening that don't know, who are you, Jim? Uh, just a quick little intro. I am the, I, I serve with Corporate Chaplains of America, and one of the companies I serve is Newsbump Transportation. Yeah. We are a resource for employees. Um, we are faith-based, uh, non-denominational Christian, but permission-based, meaning that we, will, we serve every person. Uh, we're confidential in our discussions. And I always tell people, give me a call because I'm available 24-7. I have an answer for everything. And my favorite one is, I don't know. Hmm. But I do have to say this. We offer a resource for, you know, as a, a listening ear, and, mm -hmm. and we have some additional things. And we serve families. So, And I love serving New Spawn Transportation. Yeah. It's really exciting. I mean, it's fun. I get fed as much as I probably more than, yeah. you know. It's a, it's a good day when Jim comes in and he... Today he came in, he had a giant stack of papers. He was like, I got this, you know, all these research about, you know, gratitude, all this stuff. He's like, putting it all out. Here's my journal. You can read it. You so, know. So, oh, so today's topic is gratitude. Right. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Oh, I forgot to mention. Okay, but yes. I'm, so, like I said, um, yeah. Jim, that's, that's a little bit of who you are. But I want to know a little bit more, like, who is Jim and not just who Jim works for. So, okay. Yeah. Give us a little who flavor of that. Well, I am a husband. 42 years, married to my beautiful wife, Julia. And we have four children, all grown. Uh, we have uh, eight grandchildren, which, you know, which we, ad we adore our grandkiddos, and uh, they're such a blessing. Uh, I love to hang out with our family. Uh, we, we have a, just such a great family and really enjoy spending time with them. Some of my hobbies, I, I love reading. I love actually exercise and walking and that kind of stuff. I really enjoy mm -hmm. uh, th those kind of things refresh me. Uh, and I, I really do love connecting. I, I get a lot of energy about with 
connecting with different people and hearing their stories and asking questions and those yeah. kinds of things. I mean, that gives me a lot of energy. To do it all day, you kind of have to have some type of like enjoyment and love of it. Like, I mean, I can't imagine like the mental exhaustion at the end of the day yeah. after talking to X amount of people, but Jim does that, you know, every yeah. single day. That's that's your job. You're in your, your pastor, your, your shepherd for people. You know, people call you all the time. You're on yeah. the clock. So, I mean, I think that's an incredible thing to do. Well, and, and I do have to say this. I mean, there are times where I, I am truly, I mean, I've driven away from a business and have an hour, hour and a half ride home. And I've pulled off into a rest area and had to take a nap because I'm <laughs> exhausted. I mean, I'm exhausted, yeah. but I also have to say this. I think for any of us, uh, we have to acknowledge that we use what we, you know, we use whatever God's given us, but we're not God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we we do our part and we leave the rest in His hands. And I think for all of us, we carry influence by just who we are and by, by in fact, we're talking this idea of thanksgiving, by giving uh, others mm -hmm. value mm -hmm. by taking something that we'll never get back and that's a section of time mm -hmm. and, and be focused there and, and it is so yeah i mean so that's kind of an important thing i really think that's important yeah 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 so you know this topic thanksgiving and a little bit um i, I don't think this is going to be your ordinary thanksgiving podcast ordinary gratitude podcast i think there's a little bit of something special here and actually we talked about this last week in between last week when we talked about it and today I had some things happening that like kind of solidified this into my, my brain, and this never happens. But the <laughs> words of Jim Ravel came up in my uh -oh. head, uh -oh. like you know, while I was you know not at work or anything. It's like I was like, and I was okay, thinking so, so about what out. he what, said. What words? Okay, what what popped up for you? That yeah. Said? yeah. So I'll, I'll just say this. Um, you said this quote, and it stuck out to me. And we'll come back to it. The best way to get rid of grumbling and complaining is thankfulness. Yeah. It's simple, but. You know, it came up in my mind as I was grumbling and complaining, um, <laughs> oh, wow. and I, I, I think there's just a lot of great stuff to it. Well, I mean, and that's kind of a principle. And I mean, two things can't dwell in the same spot. In the sense of, I mean, even if you know, if one, so if if grumbling and complaining are taking up that spot, that sets a whole orientation for our life. But if you looked in the scripture, Paul writes, which I find to be really astonishing. You wrote the book of Philippians from a jail or from a prison. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how do you keep, and they, we're not talking a posh, a posh location. Right. It was very challenging. But he talked about in, I think it's in Philippians 2, do everything without grumbling mm -hmm. and complaining. And the picture is so you stand out like a light mm -hmm. in the middle of darkness, right. in a dark and twisted world as you hold out the message of life. I think what we can do is we uh, neutralize our, our, our witness, our, our, our influence, I would say, our influence. If, we have a, if, if we're kind of like, how would I say, pig pen, remember on Peanuts, on, you know, <laughs> pig pen always had a cloud around mm -hmm. that, him. Right. And, it's, it was some, and if we carry a cloud with us, what do we leave behind as a residue when, when we leave someone's presence? Is it a gratitude? Is it an uplift? Or is it kind of a downer? Mm -hmm. And we and it, listen, we go through things. You know, right. we, we go through things. So I mean, it's not that we don't have downtime. Right. But it is important to stand out because and so, be great grateful. And it's like what, the yeah. deterrent you know, <laughs> against of yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Like what is our presence and yeah. what do we naturally yeah. have around us? So uh, just to start off, I wanted to ask you know, it, we're talking about Thanksgiving this time of year. What it was Thanksgiving like? Uh, what is a favorite Thanksgiving memory? And the, the Jim Ravel household, what did that look like? 
you know, some just a fun little icebreaker. Okay, so my father, <laughs> my, my mother throughout the year, you know, every day was kind of the excellent, uh, she, she made excellent meals and she was just your everyday excellent cook. But my dad was a chef in the Navy. Mm. So Thanksgiving for the main dinner, uh, my mother would do the pies and all the desserts, but my dad would do the main course meal mm. and the turkey. And he made this incredible, I, I mean, it was a legendary dressing and I don't even know what went into it, but it was, I mean, family and friends would always want the leftovers and it was always <laughs> better you know like the, the friday and saturday and sunday leftovers because it's like everything was able to blend together but yeah i remember the value of our my parents bringing together our family mm -hmm. coming around food celebrating but we'd always put god as kind of the center and mm -hmm. reflect and each of us would have to you know share something where and they'd really encourage us don't just we want you to think about when you come to the Thanksgiving table, mm -hmm. bring something that, you know, go back through the past few months, bring something that's significant that you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was, I, I you know, that it kind of, the, 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 my uh, taste buds and the, my olfactory system, <laughs> I, it, 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 it reminds me of Thanksgiving, yeah. but it brings back really good memories. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, and you you had that world famous salad dressing. No, no, the, the, it was the it was the dre the the it was the turkey dressing. So the it turkey was dressing. turkey dressing. So it was a mixture of like uh, I don't know. So he he would have all these like a bread a loaves of bread and spices and seasoning mm. and chicken and turkey and you know chicken broth and turkey broth and uh, some kind of sage seasoning yeah. and I mean it, it was. <laughs> It was his own creation, yeah, and it was it was really it was really delicious. Mm. That was my yeah. So there you go. That's cool. In fact, they say the the sense of the five senses, the thing that sets off our mm -hmm. uh, emotions the quickest, mm -hmm. is our sense of smell. Hmm. It goes right to the that that emotional part of our brain. Yeah. So if I smell that kind of this, I, it kicks something in my heart. Yeah. I mean, it, it brings an emotion. It brings yeah. some joy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just a little transitioning the topic. Um, so I think it's something that is, it's hard. You know, it, it's not easy to do. You know, just thinking, so last night, I was in a lot of pain. My thumb, I heard it. And... It was like throbbing in the middle of the night. And I, it was okay. so, throbbing so bad, it's like, I can't sleep right now. And I got out of bed, I'm like, you know, looking at it and it's like, I'm not very thankful right now. <laughs> and I can't imagine how much more pain uh, someone would be, not just their thumb, but maybe a loved one, you know, passing away. It's like, that that would hurt just like, not your whole body, but your whole yeah. mind, soul. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just think, yeah, it's something where it's like, yeah, it's, it's great. Everyone would like to be thankful, but I'm just not sure how I can do that. Yeah. And even last night, I was like, man, I can't do this. So. Well, so let me just give you a couple of things here. When my, my father passed uh, in the late 80s, and so it was very interesting because we thought through, as because we had such a rhythm during Thanksgiving, and we acknowledged he died in April, and we knew that the, I mean, actually, when we got close to the holidays, we knew that tradition was going to change because my dad wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. So we actually kind of worked together as a family to kind of create the meal. But he also had a, the tradition of saying the prayer before the meal, and we didn't think about that. Well, we got all the meal ready, and we all looked at each other, mm. 
and we were silent because my dad wasn't there. Mm. And it it became kind of an emotional moment. Right. And it was interesting that yesterday, let's say today, yeah, yesterday I was with an employee and I, she is a young lady of, in her 20s at a company I serve in Chicago. And we were talking about the holidays because about two months ago, her father became ill very suddenly mm -hmm. uh, in the summer and he passed away within a month. And mm -hmm. I was at I was there with the the uh, at the the memorial service with the mom and the the two sisters, and we talked yesterday about what the holidays were going to be like. And mm -hmm. I mean, it was almost like she was waiting for me to do rounds because I had not seen. She'd been out of town at business, some business stuff out of state with the company, and it was almost like she was waiting to kind of process through mm -hmm. with me the pain of this. And so we acknowledged that it was going to be hard. And what what are you going to do going into it? And there might be somebody listening right now. The holidays, you know, I can tell the happy story about that. And maybe, right. But it might remind you of some loss or, you know, maybe you're out there by yourself right now and your family situation has shifted or whatever it is. So, you know, I think we have to acknowledge that mm -hmm. Thanksgiving and the holidays can be painful for right. many people. Because, I mean, it, you know, that you could, you know, it, it, it can have pain in the middle of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why um, I wanted to say this isn't just another, you know, thankful, you know, Thanksgiving gratitude podcast, because I think some of the stuff what you shared to me was, was really helpful. And I'm looking forward to getting yeah. into okay. that. Good. So um, just to go into some of the secular reasons, like I think um, so we're going to do, you know, some, you know, maybe the, so there's some benefits there, uh -huh. you know, yeah. to being thankful. And then we'll also go into some biblical reasons on why it's good to be thankful. So. Uh, just to start, like, are there any, you know, health okay, benefits so, so, to so this? you already got in my case about this stack of papers. Right, okay. I did. He so came I, so I came in, not to read these, but I, I said, hey, Dayton, I brought some reports here. This is a Harvard medical study, which is very interesting. And they call gratitude as almost like a, how'd they say it? A, um, a super pill, mm -hmm. a, the idea yeah. of, uh, and so that's interesting. Or here's a study from Berkeley University, and they deal with the idea that your brain, when you're thankful, the you actually create uh, uh, neural pathways in your brain, or like little highways in your brain that are fresh, sort mm -hmm. of uh, flows of brain matter that's growing because yeah. of gratitude. So, and here's one by uh, it's uh, selfhelp.com and it's they deal with the benefits of practicing uh, gratitude and then this uh, uh, New York Times article. So, I mean, there's a stack. If you go online, listen, you get, you guys can go online and you look all this stuff up. Mm -hmm. But it's this gratitude's like a magic pill mm. for for buoyant emotions. Right. And and so uh, so, so what's what do you want to know? I mean, what, what are some of the <laughs> right? Okay, let me just say this. I, I think that when when you look at studies like this, I don't look at these to validate what the scripture teaches about Thanksgiving. In other words, it's not like oh, I want to prove the script. I believe the scripture is true. Right. And what I find is when you dig deeper in kinds of things that the secular world begins to study, like well, we ought to do this, and the Bible. They kind of been saying that all along. This is kind of how <laughs> things work. Right. And so we're really catching up with what God has created all along. Right. So that kind of thing. So so your question then is what? Yeah. And I mean, I, I did look through some of them too. Yeah. I so thought, what, did, what did you find out? What, what are some of the things <laughs> that they talk about? I'll, I'll just share one that I thought was stood out to me. For you know people driving, you might find this interesting. 
It was managers who thank their employees find that their employees work harder. Oh, well, that you know that might not sound all that shocking, but when you you know, if you if your you know DM tells you like, hey, like you know. What's going on? Just tell them, like, you haven't been thanking me enough. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, a little leverage. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll, I'll talk to Ryan after this. You know, it's like, if you want to, you know, up things up here, you just, you know, yeah. appreciate me a little bit more. There you go. Well, so it's interesting because you take the word appreciation when you show appreciation. Right. Okay, that's an interesting word because if you've ever bought a car, mm-hmm. and I don't know so much in this current market, but if you ever bought a car, you know what the word depreciation means. Mm-hmm. When you when you drive out a lot of, of a new car, guess what? The it depreciate it lowers in value. So when you're showing gratitude, like what you just said, mm-hmm. you're actually raising. It's like you're you're raising the value. It, like if something rises in value, it's, it appreciates. Right, right. So you're actually giving some kind of buoyant uh, surge to the person. Right, and so it's interesting. We we were at a family wedding this weekend, and my wife, my wife happened to take our grandkids over to the pool. They're swimming, and uh-huh. she came back. She said, "I was going down the hall, and some lady just came by, and she was just smiling. She looked at me. She <laughs> said, "Boy, you look like you're ready to take on the world, and you have such a beautiful smile." Right. Well, my my, my wife was yeah. talking about that for like. For the rest of the day, several times she brought it up. But she she said, "You know, mm-hmm. that that made my day, and it changed my whole per, uh, outlook on even it, it added uh, something with right. a zest and a positive." So that's called adding value or appreciation or giving gratitude. So I mean, I, I could see how that would relate. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's definitely that side of it. It's like you can't help but not smile when someone compliments when you. When someone compliments you, you know, yeah. says that. So. So let me read you, like, here's another one that I have, and I thought it was interesting. Um, and this isn't the goal necessarily of gratitude, but it's a byproduct, mm-hmm. which it increases happiness and decreases depression, mm-hmm. which is a very important thing because um, here's Robert Emmons, who's a leading gratitude researcher, <laughs> confirms the link between gratitude and an increase in happiness and reduction uh, in the reduction of depression. Mm-hmm. So I'll read you his comments. Yeah. He says, gratitude blocks toxic emotions such as envy. Envy is where I want what somebody else has, resentment, where I'm angry about right. what someone's done, regret, depression, which can destroy our happiness. And so then he says this, it's impossible to feel envious and grateful at the same time. So that kind of, that kind of ties into what I said. Thankfulness can actually act as a defense against negative thoughts that accompany depression. Mm-hmm. So think about that. It's a it's a tool, a resource that helps us even in our right. mental health health and that right. kind of thing, you know. And I think that's what most of those articles were saying. It's like it's a it's a tool to yeah. your mental health. It is. Yeah. It's not only that, and it actually it, this is that very small amount of what it actually is, but it is a tool yep. that for our mental health. Yep. Yeah. Any other things with the health or uh, that t- well, here's another one. Uh, a 2006 study revealed about Vietnam War veterans that with higher levels of gratitude, they were able to more, uh, they could get their arms more easily around PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. that it helped them. And also they did a study on some of the uh, family members of those who lost loved ones, uh, 9-11, the terrorist attack in New York City. And they found that those 
Uh, for those who've experienced trauma, they said in, the, in that event, Thanksgiving played a, signif a significant role in overcoming trauma and building resilience. Mm -hmm. So it has a, what it does, it expands our right. bandwidth to be able to handle life. Right, survivability. Yeah, yeah like it does. The, the lifespans of people who are more thankful are longer. Yep. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And uh, so I did something yesterday, uh, and I because when I was researching this, so I, Mayo Clinic actually has a program. Mm -hmm. It's called the Discover Gratitude Program. Mm. And it actually is designed to uh, to, to really help treat patients mm -hmm. uh, in increasing kind of more of a positive view of life and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a 30-day program and it's free. So mm -hmm. you put your name in, you put your email. So I signed up for it. Oh. <laughs> and so I did. So yeah. not beca because I just right. want to see what they're doing. Right. But they what they do is they said they give you a, a brief email or, or maybe a little video thought. Uh -huh. So and I, I don't, again, I haven't researched out, so I'm not necessarily recommending this, but they give you a little email thought. Mm -hmm. Secondly, they have this downloadable journal where you just write a short little snippet of gratefulness. It's something you're, you're I think one thing you're bringing each day mm -hmm. as gratitude. And then the third part is that you are present in, you have what they call mindfulness, but I call it stopping. I call it what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. In other words, Jesus talked about notice the birds mm -hmm. and notice the flowers. Mm -hmm. Because how many times do we overlook right. things that are happening in our life? Stop and notice. Slow life down. Right. And I mean, even if you're, you know, maybe an over-the-road driver, that sort of thing, you, there's times where you can just stop and notice. Notice mm -hmm. a tree, the colors of the trees, or notice the beauty of the mountains or, or whatever it is a lot of times we're just we, we're so riveted with getting to the next place mm. that we forget to stop and be gra grateful right. so all of this plays into kind of mental health and right. getting a hold of kind of the things that are going in our mind that sort of thing so right yeah and you and you dipped into it with the words of jesus there yep. you know thinking of like you know the birds and birds of the air and how they don't worry so but uh, look at them. Yeah. Watch them. Stop. <laughs> look. Look right. at that bird. Wow, is that cool? You know, I know. So, yeah. Um, I would be happy if you want to start, if we could go into some of the, the biblical oh, reasoning. Yeah. yeah, let's if, go if for you're that. ready for that. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. That's great. So, um, and I think this is the part that really I felt nourishment and, you know, reason. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, this is, yeah. um, and they're all interconnected. It's like, yeah, the health benefits and but I think you can find some some deeper thing to like latch on to to really think about that's going to give you um, like motivation for the future when things are really dark. Yeah. Because like when things yeah. are dark, you're not going to be like, you know, and, um, the mental benefits are pretty good. I think I'm going to be thankful today. You're going to be like, I need something deep in my soul. Yeah. You know, to get yeah. me going. Yeah. So I, I would love to dip into this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I, and I think, you know, that's, and I would say this, you know, all this side benefits or byproduct of gratitude, would it not make sense that the designer of everything, if we did what he said, we'd get the side benefits like this? In other words, he's always right. resplendent with generosity. Yes. So the spill out is when you do things God's way, not that life goes perfect, but there's a there's a byproduct of blessing mm -hmm. that overflows from doing that. God says it works like this <laughs> while you're doing it. So, wow, it worked. Yeah, yeah, of course it does. Duh. You know, right. it does. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the first one there a little bit with the obvious. 
right? Yeah. A little bit of like, you know, the things that we see in our, our every, our, or I guess that would be the ordinary. Well, well let, let's, go back, let's go back to this verse. Let's start with the scripture. Yeah, let's go for it. Let, let's go for this scripture because I think this scripture is kind of the anchor. Yeah. Because I have people all the time ask me, uh, you know, and I think we've each asked this question, God, what is your will for my life? Right. God, what do you want me to do? Well, here's one thing. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. First Thessalonians 5 that uh, uh, says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what does God want you to do? He wants me to be a thankful person. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's part of it. You know, there's a lot of other parts of God's will. But why don't we just start with the thing we know? People say, I don't know what God's will is. Well, <laughs> we know this part. Yeah. <laughs> so let's do it. And uh, so I think that's a good starting point. But let's think for a minute about the verse and kind of break it down. It says, give thanks not for all circumstances, because mm -hmm. some things in earth, are, some things aren't good. Right. So, I mean, there's a horrific evil that happens, whether it's maybe someone, I mean, you talk about war situations or unjust things or someone becomes ill. We don't thank God for those evil things, but what we thank God for is that he's working even in the middle of those evil things. So it says, give thanks in all circumstances. So it's in the middle of mm. those things that we have to choose to give thanks. Right. So then going back to, so I, I think there are like four categories. So you right. start, so can I, can we talk about those? Yeah, no, and that's, that's great. I think that's a, a great foundation to have um, talking about that verse, First Thessalonians 518. It's a great thing to come back to. And there's actually like 80 plus passages. Well, I actually, I, I, I told, I, I undersold the uh, appraised value on the scripture <laughs> on this. Actually, I, I, in my research, I, I mean, it's even more than this, but I found really? 151. Wow. And there's probably more than that. Right. Because it's just resplendent with the importance of thank, of giving thanks to God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had read you the verse, first uh, Romans 1, about mm -hmm. th that creation gives the obvious, it, it's so obvious that creation talks about God and his character and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it says that in the next verse after, and it, so, so that people are without excuse, that creation is clear mm -hmm. on displaying who God is. Mm -hmm. But it says people, in the next verse, it says people refused to worship God. Mm -hmm. And they also refused to give him thanks. Right. So then they began to think up bizarre ideas about what God was like, and they came up with all kinds of strange thoughts. So somehow worship and gratefulness, they're, they're tied together and they're tied yeah. into how we even see God, because that's the most important thing about us, that how we view God. And, you know, so it's it's a very, and, and thankfulness plays into that. So, hmm. yeah. They're connected. Yeah. So, I, I, I have this quote from Rick Warren in that verse. It's interesting. He said, The difference between the word in and the word for in First Thessalonians 5 mm -hmm. is the difference between maturity and masochism. In, in other words, if, if I say, oh, I'm th thankful for everything. <laughs> no, some things are evil. Right. You, some, you can't be thankful. For, if they're evil. In fact, God himself, it's not his will for you know, certain right. things. That, you know, it's not the way it was meant to be. It wasn't, right, exactly. It wasn't the way it was meant to be, correct. Right. But the other side of it is maturity. Maturity sees through and to say, God, I know what just happened here, but I'm seeing through this. Right. You've got to be working in this somehow. Take this thing and 
craft it into something that, yes. you know. And I think that Tim Keller quote really sums it up, um, the one about looking through things as if they're window and not like a yeah. wall. He says, he said this, I like it. He said, we need to live in a room with windows. And the idea, if you live in the, this room only in this moment in time and only see a, sl a, a small sl uh, sliver, as it were, of this moment, we can have very dark interpretations of things. Right. But if we see through the window of God, as it says in, I think in Hebrews, it talks about uh, Moses saw through to him who is invisible. How do you see something invisible? Mm -hmm. Well, you see it through where God will open our eyes up and we see it's a faith factor of saying, you know, God, I, man, my emotions, I, I, I'm, I'm really struggling right now and mm -hmm. it looks kind of dark. But Lord, I believe in this darkness, you're working something, you're active, you're not you're not dormant in right. this. And that's where faith does come in. And even if you're struggling with that, I like the one prayer that the guy that came to Jesus and he mm -hmm. says, Lord, I believe, <laughs> but help my unbelief. Right. <laughs> Lord, help me even trust you when it's dark and help me, you know, to give thanks those kinds of things. Yeah, so, yeah. I love that quote. I mean, it's just, you're not looking at something, but you're looking through it. Like think of your room, like whatever is going on in your life right now, you know, it, it, for me, my thumb, it's like yeah. whatever it is, it's like, you know, looking not just in this moment, but looking like through, it's like, okay, like what is yeah. this all going to? Or like what? To, to God working in that, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so then let's get into some of these um, things here to focus on. Okay. Like wh what do you focus on um, your thankfulness? Like it has to be on something. Right. You know? Well, so, I, you know, I thought about this because I was thinking about four different categories yeah. of, you know, there's the obvious things that are kind of the out-of-the-box things that, that someone does as a kind act. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, I have a bottle of water here, and I, I just had mentioned, you know, when we were getting ready to uh, do this taping, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, hey, do you have any water? Oh, and Dayton <laughs> said, oh, let me, and so he got up and got that way, he brought it here, and thank you. Well, you know, a lot of times, so the first thing is the obvious things that happen in our life where we you know, we acknowledge or like, for instance, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'm so grateful. Uh, the, you know, for Pastor Appreciation Month, again, mm -hmm. appreciate the, the several of you wrote personal notes to me. Others, you know, there uh, there were some collaborative cards that were written and the company was very kind to me, giving me a small gift card, a wonderful gift card that I, you know, was usable. And I, I you know, I am so grateful for, you know, th that's something outside of the box, out of the norm. And so when something out of the norm happens, it's easy to say thank Very you. Very natural. It's natural. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's if you don't, you're kind of pretty <laughs> self-centered. Pretty lousy. Yeah, you're a pretty lousy person, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where something obvious happens. Right. But then, then we have the second category that I would call the things that are – are normal that are ordinary it, what i'm saying is the things that we experience all the time like have we stopped to say i mean do you know we're i'm breathing right that that happens all the time have i thank god for that or how about my eyesight if if you have good eyesight or hearing or the, the things that we take for granted uh many times um we, we overlook them and we forget. And I, 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 there was a quote here, and I have a bunch of my favorite quotes, mm -hmm. let's see, on, on gratitude. And uh, one of them is, and I thought this is really kind of a cool quote. Uh, 
because it's these ordinary things. Enjoy the little things today because one day you may look back and realize they were the big things. Now think about that. It's the little things that happen in our life that we overlook that were rich. I, I think that's why Jesus said, notice birds. I mean, he's talking about look at the birds. That, that Greek word is intently look at them. Yeah. I mean, look. At, we don't look at birds. Have you ever right. looked at a sparrow? Right. He says, notice what I'm doing, or look <laughs> at a flower. Yeah. And so those are little things, and sometimes the, it's the little right. daily things in our life. Yeah. That we, we forget about, you know. Right. I mean, and, when's the last time you've looked at the sky, you right. know, or like looked at a flower and like really just looked at it, you know. And like, said, God, thank you. You made that for me. I mean, because this planet, everything was designed for the highest uh, part of God's creation, which is man made mm -hmm. in his image. So, I mean, so it's so we have the we have the things that someone does. Yeah. It's obvious. So we have the ordinary. Right. Let's go a little bit deeper. Like, OK, obvious, easy, done. You know, ordinary, a little bit harder. Like, okay, you know, let's go a little bit deeper here. Yeah. Well, the next one would be it's when life is turning sideways and it's hard for me to even, I don't know if the word's conjure up, that's not the word I want, but uh, kind of uh, bring to the table when, when life is so overwhelmingly dark and, and uh, it, to be a person of gratitude when things do seem to go sideways. Mm-hmm. And I think of the verse that uh, James wrote uh, in James 1 where he says, count it all joy. So you don't, the situation necessarily isn't joyful, but God's doing so. Count it all joy when you fall into various testings because what God's doing, he's testing our faith. And he said, ask, or, or, let patience have its perfect worth, work or the development of our character mm -hmm. in the middle of challenging moments. Right. Let it have full Orb expression, yeah. give God space to work it. And then he, the next verse, he says, now if you lack wisdom. So I mean, one of the challenges we have when we're in the middle of a very dark and challenging time is we think with our, we, we, and I, it's not even thinking, we react with our emotions. Mm -hmm. We don't think. And so if you need wisdom, ask God, say, God, right now I'm just at my last nerve. God, I'm overwhelmed by this. God, I need your help with this. And he says, ask me for wisdom. I'll give it to you. I'll do it generously. I'll help you in that moment. So I think that next level is uh, us saying thank you even when it seems like life around us is unraveling. And that's where real faith comes in. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's because it's like, God, I don't feel like this. You know? But <laughs> we say thank you. you yeah, know? it's no longer easy to do it at that point. Yeah. It's like, and that's so that's something coming at us, and we don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, so being able to see past just the, the moment of like where I'm at today right? and like, what is this doing to my character? You know, you know, just thinking about how God can be yeah. using this to change. How, how could God be cha changing me? And, yeah. so, so let me, a verse came to mind and I'll see if I can pull it up fast. <laughs> it's in the book of Romans and it says we can rejoice so i love this verse mm -hmm. we can rejoice when we run into problems mm -hmm. and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance helps develop strength of character mm -hmm. and character strengthens our confident hope of our salvation and that hope doesn't lead us to disappointment for we know that god dearly loves us these are very relational terms because god has given us 
his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So we rejoice not for the situations, not for the specific, but the, in the problems, we're being shaped. Right. You know? And uh, Yeah. And, and I think this just causes me to think that at this point, this is requiring some type of like supernatural... You know, that's the Holy Spirit deal. Man. I mean, we, <laughs> right. we're, we were born batteries, not included. <laughs> we need the power of God to right. carry this out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At that point. Yeah. 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 Um, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I think and there's even a layer a little bit deeper than that. It too. Is. You talked about something else. Yeah, um, I did. And I'll tell you what, this is an interesting thing because, okay, when we have tests coming against us, that's something coming from the outside. But have you ever gotten a gift that's offensive? Okay, I don't know if this has ever happened, but imagine for Christmas, someone wraps a gift up to you, and it says, the dummy's guide for losing weight. <laughs> okay, here's my gift to you, man. Yeah, it's thanks. It's like, wait a minute, what? Are you kidding me? Right. What are you, what are you saying like, about me? Put them me? up. Bro. Yeah, hey, man, I'm ready to fight. <laughs> now, here's, here's a principle. Can we, it's many times our deepest critics or someone that maybe even their delivery system is not that great, sometimes embedded in that are some life-learning observations that they have that could help us grow immensely. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so can we come around to the place where we're grateful for the thing that even stung us, mm. I, like faith for the wounds of a friend. Right. But, but let's take that to a next level because when you hear the gospel, the good mm -hmm. news of Jesus, gospel means good news, so the good right. news of Jesus, the good news is so good because the bad news is really bad about mm. us. And it says this in, uh, what, what? let's see, it's in 1 Corinthians where it talks about to the Greek, the, the gospel is, it, 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 I think in the Greek language, it, it says something like, you'd have to be a moron to believe this. Mm -hmm. The idea that there's no way that God would show up, that we're that bad, mm -hmm. that we're that bad. So now we're talking about the, the dummy's guide to losing weight. Now we're talking about God saying, look, you were dead in your sins. Right. You were an enemy of God. You were a rebel. You stiff-armed me. Right. So this is a pretty uh, – and so it says for us to deliver a message like that to the to the thinking mind, mm -hmm. so to the secular mind, the idea is that, oh, there's no way that could be true. And then it says – and then to the Jew, which is the religious person, it's a stumbling block. Why is it a stumbling block? Because the gospel offends on every level. Mm -hmm. What God's saying is there's nothing you can do – to earn a place in your own, in fact, it's not only you can't earn a place, what you deserve is the opposite. Right. And so what? why do they stumble? Because they're looking at their own behavior saying, God, surely my good works are get, getting me a place here. Right. And so you stumble over the message. So the secular mind or the Greek mind says, have to be a moron to believe that. The religious mind says, I'm gonna stumble over it because I'm looking at my own behavior because listen, gratitude always moves out of ourselves to focus on someone else's actions. And so what we're saying, the ultimate level of gratitude is when we are, we, we are absolutely stunned 
by the position that God shows us who we are apart from him and the amazing gift he's given us, not only to forgive our past, mm. but to give us a future that is so astonishing that mm. it starts right now. And so so what we're talking about, the greatest level of gratitude is to see who we are apart from him, mm. but then to see what he did in knowing every, can you trust someone who knows everything about you? I mean, the worst, the, the, right. the, even some of the, and still loves you to the most. And that's what he did when he went to the cross and he rose again and he offers us life. And to accept that is kind of like taking that Christmas gift of the dummy's guide to losing weight. It's, it's like, Lord, it's really, but when we right. really see it, we break in humility and say, oh God, thank you. Right. I don't deserve any of this, but now I live my life in worship back to you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's what I'm, That's to me, that's the highest level of gratitude. Right. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's starting to click. Like the same thing that pricked you, the thing that caused you like, you know, anger is the same thing that, you know, gave you that joy. And I think when, when Jim says the ultimate expression of thankfulness, my ears start to perk up. I'm like, okay, like this, and I think that's so true. And just that right there, it's like I asked like, what do you focus on? And I think that is like that. Yeah, it's like being, you said, being stunned by our position apart from God and how he gave us a future through Jesus. Yeah, I just, mean, that's it. Right. I mean, that's where the hope's at. Right. I mean, if he rose from the dead, that changes everything. Right. I mean, if he didn't, let's throw the message out. But I believe he did, and it's life-changing. It's about a personal, intimate relationship with him. Mm. I mean, that's really what it's about. And again, I mean, you may be listening on the podcast, a driver, mm -hmm. and maybe you're new to the company. You're like, whoa, man, this is like a <sighs> my, my hair's blown back because there's a lot of stuff in here. Right. I, I really want to say to you that I'd love to have a conversation about this. I mean, if you have questions, right, th those kinds of because you know we all have faith questions. And right. You might be struggling. And you say, man, I, I, I hear something you're saying, but I'm a little intimidated by some of the stuff you're right. saying. Listen, I want to knock the intimidation out. I would love to have a conversation about these things and try to hear, you know, where, where you're coming from. Mm. Uh, you know, but the anchor f from where I perceive things is truly rooted in in Jesus Christ who died to death and rose again and it changes it changes everything. Right. I mean, it changes everything. And so. that was one of the questions I had was um, – what do you tell someone who has nothing to be thankful for? You know, and I think, I mean, you're answering it right now. It's like yeah. that, I mean, being able to look and see, it's like we were in a very bad position. Like we, we lost it all and like, we don't deserve anything. You know, we don't deserve to live. Like right. we've sinned against, you know, God, other people, you know, bad yeah. thoughts to other people. And, but like being able to think that he would still think of me yeah. and like die for me. I right. mean, that's, that's huge. Which is, it's an astonishing message. I mean, I, I am, I mean, daily, it's, I, I, I can't, there's not a logical reason to why God would demonstrate his love to us, except that God is love. <laughs> and it's yeah. something that's generated in his compassion and his tenderness and his love for us and his, 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 his justice. I mean, uh, you know, God didn't just let us off the hook. He mm -hmm. stood as if he were us and, you know, he went to the cross. And so he's not like the permissive parent, but he is, oh, is he a father that's generous? Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's demonstrated that for us. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So um, I think getting to your key. Final thought. The yeah. final thought, yeah. just to wrap everything up, tie it in a nice little bow. 
um, yeah. Jim's got something that's really okay. going to So us. Okay, so I want to look at a guy who was very, he thought he was the cat's meow when it came to righteousness. <laughs> and his name was Paul, or Saul, who was actually trained in probably the highest level of religious training as a Pharisee. Uh, and, and some of his own commentary on his life was that as to the law, he was faultless, meaning that if you look at his external behavior, he, the, the guy checked all the boxes. I mean, he's pretty impressive. But the problem was he, it, it's, it's the last of the Ten Commandments is thou shall not covet, which I think in the actual, basically it means you won't even want to break the other nine. Mm -hmm. So now I have a conundrum in my heart. What do I do with my own heart? Well, Paul runs into Paul, who thought he was doing God a favor and you know, um, exterminating Christianity. He's on this mission after he cleansed pretty much Jerusalem as much as he could. He's headed to Damascus and he runs into Jesus, mm -hmm. who knocked him flat, knocked him off his horse, blinded him, and it. Paul became a man who was humbled. And if you study Paul's life journey, um, Paul, at one point, I think one of his letters in Corinthians, he said, I, I am the least, after the, he came to this place of saying, God, you've been so kind to me, he said, I'm the least of apostles. So that was his understanding in, I think it was 54, 55, mm -hmm. when he wrote, AD, when he wrote Corinthians. A couple of years later, he wrote another book, Ephesians. And he said, I'm the least of the saints. He was not only the least of the apostles, I'm the least of the saints. And we begin to see that, in other words, there was such a gratitude in his life that God saw the true self thing about him. Mm -hmm. But then he, he, he chose him and he loved him and he cared for him. Well, then when you get to this passage, it's 1 Timothy. And Paul says this, and it, look at this, this just gets me, because this is the core of gratitude. He said, I think, Paul's saying this, the guy who thought he was doing God a favor, and then he ran into Jesus and mm -hmm. he changed everything. He said, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who's given me the strength to do his work because he considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. So he's grateful. He said, even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, in my insolence, I persecuted the people of God, but God had mercy on me. And because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. And then verse 14, this is, this is the gushing of thankfulness. Verse 14, oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with faith and love that comes from Jesus Christ. And then he says, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Quote, unquote. So every person should accept this phrase. That should be, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, unquote. Everyone should say that. And then he added, and I am the worst. So was he the worst sinner of <laughs> all time? Was he the worst person ever? I, I think he was seeing the perspective from his position before God. And I think all of us need to come to that position. Right. Apart from Jesus Christ, God, I, 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 I'm speech. I have no argument that mm -hmm. I should have. I have nothing to stand on. Right. And it's only your mercy. Then he says, but God had mercy on me. <laughs> So that Christ Jesus could use me as a prime example of his great patience of even the worst of sinners. Then, the others, uh, then others will realize, too, that they can believe in him. And then he, he says, all glory and praise and honor to God, etc. And so he goes on with this great praise back to God. But I see this progression. It's Paul saying, I was the least of the apostles. 
as we continue to grow. I was the least of the saints. I was the chiefest of sinners. Mm -hmm. But look what God did, and it exploded with thankfulness because he didn't deserve one dime, mm. but God gave him everything. Mm. And to me, that's the core of Thanksgiving is starting with what God f did for us. So, right, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Oh, thought? it's fantastic. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. I think wow. just thinking of it as like a seed, like a little tiny seed, and like that, that, that what you just shared is like seeing like the position I was in, the seed was like it has to die. Yeah. And then it's like terrible news. Well, like what happens to the seed? Like after it dies, you know, and, and like, and it gets watered. Yeah. It starts to grow. It brings it new grow, life. Brings life. And I think this opens up a whole new room of, you know, joy, peace. And it's on his dime, not ours. Right. And that's why we're it's thankful. Free. Well, and that's why Jesus, the first words in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, congratulations or bless you when you're poor in spirit. Or in other words, congratulations when you find yourself bankrupt. That's a bad position. That's where the kingdom of heaven starts. God says, that's when I do my best work. Right. When you have nothing, I'll give you everything. Right. Surrender to me, you know? Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's a beautiful one. Just to take home, at, you know, as you're driving, just, you know, think about that. Um, it's on his dime and not ours. Yep. It's on his dime and not ours. So um, that, I think that pretty much wraps up that's today's, it. you know, message. We went pretty deep, but thanks for scuba diving uh, well, with me and, today, and I just, Jim. I mean, I, I, I always, because whenever I talk spiritual things with people, I always want to gain permission. <sighs> I never want to be, I, I'm unapologetic about what I believe, but mm -hmm. I also don't want to be uh, inappropriately pushy. Right. Because I, I do re respect honest questioning and appropriate dialogue and those kinds of things. But uh, my faith runs deep mm. because I love him because Jesus <laughs> is alive. So, okay. Yeah, that is true. If you've met Jim, you know that's true. Um, so, yeah, thank you for joining. Thanks for spending this time. I mean, it was a lot of fun, and I really... Um, have been blessed by it. Um, and if you want to send Jim a message, you want to yeah. share your email? Yeah, uh, jrevelle, J-R-E-V-E-L-L-E at chaplain.org. Or you can call my uh, number, which is 877-322-CHAP. Uh, and the extension is 5017. And that will direct you uh, to me. We're available 24-7. And, uh, you know, love to take your call. So, yeah. That's perfect. Thanks for sharing. Until next time, stay purpose-driven and own it every moment. Hi, this is Lisa from Recruiting at New Spawn, and I'd love to answer any questions you have about driving with us. Give us a call at 309-268-1199 or visit newspawnjobs.com. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast of New Spawn Transportation. If you're enjoying our content, please leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word about these important topics and invite more people into conversation. You can rate and review us on your podcast app or visit us online at TerminalExchange.org. New episodes arrive every other Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow NewsBomb on your favorite social media platforms and be the first to know when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening. Until next time, own every moment and stay purpose-driven.